Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, yesterday marked four days in a row of alternating 1% moves to the upside and to the downside. And if you've been tuning in with us here, you know who's gotten the up days and who's gotten the down days. Kip has gotten the both of the up days and I got both of the down days today. We were able to break that pattern. Although this morning, going into the open, futures looked like it was going to be another alternating day with futures down about 1% this morning. And then we got a big turnaround throughout the day today. And I'll get to all of that here in this podcast and then some. Got a, a jam-packed one here. But overall, there's still so much fear in this market right now. The fear and greed index still at a 26. A lot of bearish sentiment out there, which I'll cover here as well. But it's not for not not for good reason. Uh, there's a ton of headlines out there, whether it's what's happening in China right now. A lot of speculation that... China could be looking to do what do to Taiwan what they did to Hong Kong last year as well, uh, bringing them back under their umbrella. No more of this uh, one country, two systems type of policy. And that has a lot of people on edge about where what that means for global trade, uh, whether it's another trade deal here in the United States or with Australia and China. So a lot of concerns just macro risk on that level. We'll be continuing to report on that here as well. And of course, inflation stays on everybody's mind, especially we saw it earlier this year with lumber prices. That was one worry, but the energy prices has really got a lot of people concerned right now. What we're seeing in Europe, natural gas prices on the rise. We got a little bit of a pullback today in both natural gas and in oil but not quite enough to alleviate the concerns just one day of action so far and then of course the debt ceiling that expires on october 18th so the decision must be made before then on whether or not they're going to raise the debt ceiling or how they're going to get around the u.s defaulting on their debt have you been tuning in with us here you know we've been saying for weeks now this is nothing more than political theater there's no way no chance that this particular Congress wants this on their record. They simply don't. They don't want to be known as as the people who are in session when the U.S. defaulted on their debt. And today we got some positive news on that front as Mitch McConnell said that the Republicans were would now be willing to resume talks. Now we still have 12 days left. They'll probably run it up right until the very end if they if they want to. But really, Surprise, surprise, it's exactly what we've been saying. Again, political theater here is what we're witnessing, and it helps serve multiple purposes. They're trying to get an infrastructure bill passed, massive spending plans. As we've said before, they need a market pullback in order to pass new spending plans, new stimulus plans, because simply nobody is asking for those with the stock market at all-time highs. That's just it does. It's not a good look. Uh, so, like we've been saying though, this will blow past. They're going to raise the debt ceiling, or you know, there's a lot of talk about minting the coin. Uh, the the they're talking about a platinum coin worth one trillion dollars. 
we don't see that happening as well. Uh, they're simply just going to raise the debt ceiling. But we've also been in what is historically one of the weakest times of the year for our markets. And we're just about to leave that. Uh, Stockshare's Almanac, I believe, did the work on this, showing that October 7th is when the turn really starts to, to, to take place. So that would be tomorrow. Uh, you know, not every year is it perfectly online with these analytics, but we're nearing that point and crossing over into what is the most bullish time of the year. I believe going back 70 years, some, some 93% of stock market gains have taken place from October to May. And then, of course, you get sell in May and go away. Uh, not every year. We saw last year got a nice rally uh, after the coronavirus and Sandy lows into the into October. Uh, so we are exiting that seasonally weakest part of the year now. And we've been saying this for some time. We expect a big move higher into year end here. And so far, our markets have been able to hold the lows that we saw from earlier this week. So that could be a sign of the beginning of the turn here. But based off the VRA investing system, it might just be a little bit too early to tell. We don't want to be the ones to try to catch a falling knife here. We have positions already. We've taken profits in some, added to others, uh, but we're still looking like it could have a capitulation event for our market here. And we'll wait and see. You know, if we start to get some upside moves, we'll be ready to act aggressively for this big move higher into year end that we expect. But as contrarians, we see a lot of things that we like from this market, and the fear is one of the things that we like. The fear and greed index today, uh, or well, earlier this week, first of all, hit all the way to extreme fear readings. We have gone up a little bit since then. We're at a 27 right now on the fear and greed, and just got this back this morning. The U.S. Investors Intelligence Poll. Bulls are at the lowest levels since April of 2020. We know what happened after April of 2020 last year. That was the beginning of our massive move higher that we've had since then. Uh, but where we would be concerned is if we are at the levels we're at right now and investors were extremely bullish here. That would have us worried. But we're not seeing that right now. We still want to choose our spots carefully, but we think that we're approaching some, some phenomenal buying opportunities here. And right now, what we're watching specifically has been housing and the transport. So let's take a quick look here at where exactly both of those finished today because housing did break below its 200-day moving average. has been there for about seven sessions or so now, uh, but up a nice eight-tenths of 1% today. And... You know, it's not a huge deal breaker when we dip below the 200-day moving average. Uh, it's just, it's a measuring unit, really. Um, <clears throat> but we do want to see it reclaim that. It's an important psychological level for our markets. And then the transports also had a few days under the 200-day moving average. Today, though, they were able to reclaim above their 200-day moving average of about six-tenths of 1%. Those are... Based off the VRA investing system, those are the leading economic indicators that we look at here for our market. So good to see both of those finishing higher, making the turn along with our markets today. Both of those were down earlier in the session, but like I said, finished pretty solidly higher on the day today. 
Also, next week we get into Q3 earnings, kicking it off with the financials as they do every earnings, uh, the big banks going first. So we expect another phenomenal round of earnings here. The weakness in the market has for the last, uh, in Q2, saw a lot of companies lowering their estimates for Q3 earnings. So we expect estimates to be beat nicely here once again in Q3. And that's important because the market doesn't peak until earnings peak. And the way that we see it based on our research, we are not nearing an earnings peak right now at all. So looking at our markets on the day today, as I mentioned earlier, we were able to hold above the lows from earlier this week, and we got a nice turn throughout the day today. All of our major indexes were negative going into the open. We finished with three out of our four major indexes higher on the day today. We were led by tech, that's what you like to see, up 0.47% to 14,501 for the NASDAQ. Next up was the S&P 500, up just over four tenths of 1% to 4,363. Next up was the Dow. Really big turn in the Dow today. Finished 560 points off of the lows of the day, up about 100 points on the day. So that's a good turn to see from the Dow, up three-tenths of 1% to 34,416. And lastly, small caps were our laggard on the day today. Finished down 0.87% to 2,208 for the Russell 2000. Looking at our internals on the day, this is another one of those areas that tells us maybe we aren't quite uh, at the final lows yet, could have a little bit of a capitulation event that we're watching for here, because you want to see strength in the internals. Seeing the internals leading the market is very bullish, and we're just not seeing that right now. These weren't awful readings, but again, you want to see them leading, not lagging like we saw today, because we did see declining stocks beating out advancing stocks on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs to lows were our weakest spot on the day today, coming in over 4.5 to 1 negative. Now, that can be a bit of a lagging indicator, uh, so no major concerns there, but still not, not ideal. And then lastly, volume was a slight bright spot here. Did come in negative for the NYSE, but we got a positive reading for the NASDAQ. These internals were much worse. Uh, earlier in the session today. So good to see a little bit of a rally there as well. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with seven, or excuse me, eight out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day today. We were led by utilities up a big one and a half percent on the day today, followed by consumer staples, real estate, and tech. We also got semis up on the day today, but they weren't leading tech. So not a deal breaker there, but uh, like we always talk about, you want to see tech lead the market and semis leading tech. And then our laggards on the day-to-day -day were energy, oil prices were down on the day-to-day, -day, followed by materials, and then healthcare, not down a lot here, but I wanted to focus on this because did you see the news on Moderna today? This was really, I found it really interesting. Sweden today announced that they will be suspending the use of the Moderna coronavirus vaccine for anybody under the age of 30. Folks, that seems pretty important. We've seen these increases of cases in heart issues for those under 30 who've taken both the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. Why this isn't being reported more? Well, 
We know why. Big pharma money uh, at least has something to do with it. Uh, but if you're under the age of 30, you already have an extremely low chance of dying or being hospitalized with coronavirus. And we've seen it from the VAERS data that these are some of the least effective vaccines that are out there. The vaccine adverse effects reaction report VAERS, whatever the acronym is for that, has shown a massive increase in those who have complications from vaccine in 2021, more so than any of the previous years. I think it's going back to 1980. These are the most adverse reactions we've seen to vaccines since the data started being collected. That is worrisome. And so to see Sweden take this action, who's really been a leader on uh, human rights here as far as coronavirus goes, they didn't do lockdowns, they didn't do mask mandates. Uh, you know, so it's really a shame to see that it's Sweden leading and not the United States or not Texas and Florida, really, if, not, if it's not gonna be all of the United States. Uh, but, you know, give you some hope. Maybe there's still some good world leaders out there, uh, but Moderna down nearly 9% on the news today. And again, great to see some world leaders still have a backbone out there. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch Gold now higher on the day, up about two tenths of one percent to one thousand seven hundred and sixty-four an ounce. Silver up about the same, excuse me, but point two eight percent to twenty-two dollars and sixty-seven cents an ounce. Copper now lower on the day, just over four tenths of one percent to four dollars and seventeen cents a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, pulling back some from its highest levels that it hit yesterday since 2014 down 2.38% on the day to $77.05 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin up big today, hitting its highest level since May of this year. So not, I mean, that's not too far back, but remember earlier this year when Bitcoin broke briefly below 30,000, so many people saying it's going to the teens, it's going to the teens, heard it over and over again. Now we're back above 54,000 a Bitcoin. That's uh, a pretty incredible rally we've seen since May. And there's a number of reasons that Bitcoin is up, but a big one is that the SEC and Federal Reserve have now both said that they have no intention of banning Bitcoin. So good to see, very opposite from the approach China has taken on Bitcoin, where they've made transacting in Bitcoin illegal, have made mining Bitcoin illegal. Uh, this is gonna be big. Uh, it, it just the freedom to do what we want with in the realm of cryptocurrencies is crucial to the United States remaining an innovator of, and as far as technology goes across the world. So this is, you know, can be pretty big news here. Uh, and it also looks like there will be some approval later this year for some Bitcoin ETFs as well. So good to see Bitcoin love the news up 7.3% today to 54,919 of Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page as well. You can find us at Vertical Research Advisory on YouTube. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.